Hello, everyone, and welcome. Our enterprising visionary for today is Miss Tanisha Stalnaker. <laughs> Tanisha isn't just the dynamic CEO of SVS, but a seasoned system strategist with a flair for problem solving. Having carved a niche in healthcare and IT recruiting over a decade in corporate America, her signature is her uncanny ability to discern challenges and sculpt solutions. The inception of SBS was born from her desire to amplify her talents, empower other businesses for their growth trajectories. Hmm. But Tanisha's the best. <laughs> You got these words going. Oh my goodness. <laughs> extends beyond boardrooms. She's the proud wife of a resolute law enforcement officer. The heart of her two daughters, Raya and Gabrielle. A dance fitness enthusiast. And a horror movie aficionado. Whoa. With SVS, she's not just leading, but thriving. Flanked by a diverse and passionate team of women from across the globe, together they're shaping stories of success with Tanisha's unwavering vision lighting the way. So welcome. Hello, hello. How are you today? Sleepy, but good. I feel you. I didn't sleep last night, like literally <laughs> at all. Well, that's past sleepy. That's like delirious. <laughs> but I, I have things to do, so I am working through it all. So my first question is, um, you, you touched on it in your bio, but what motivated you to choose this path? <laughs> um, well, I would love to be one of those guests that has this great story that this was my dream. Um, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I Let's see, in 2019, I got my master's degree. Also not my dream, but once I started it, I figured I was going to just keep digging that hole and get it. And so I got it. And three weeks later, I got laid off. Mm -hmm. And uh, in my mind, my plan, and I'm not much of a planner by nature, which is the irony of doing what I do. But um, in my mind, I was going to work for another year. I used to get quarterly bonuses. I was like, I'm gonna use these bonuses, pay off this student loan. By then I'm gonna know what I, what adulting I'm gonna do. I know what I'm gonna do with my life. I'm gonna start a business. I don't know what it is, it's gonna be something. And, yeah, and all that went out the window three weeks after my master's. And so I was like, well, shit, um, here we are a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving and I am newly unemployed. Uh, I tend to learn from past experiences and I've been laid off before. So I was like, well, I've done it before. I'll do it again. This time was different. One, because I was married. And two, I was like, I talked to my husband and I was like, so you trust me, right? And he's like, yeah. I said, all right, so here's the thing. I don't want to get another job. I know we had said I, I would start a business or create something in a year. I need to find something I can create in a couple months because I just don't have it in me to be an employee anymore. And so he was like, well, you're like one of the smartest people I know. So I'm sure you'll figure it out. And so 
it has evolved numerous times since I first started in January of 2020. Of course, that was before we realized everything was going to get shut down and there'd be a pandemic and all of these things. But um, the business that I have today is not the business that was there January 2020. And so it's been a constant evolution of learning from what's working, you know, learning from what's not working you know, focusing on the things that are working and enhancing them. And so it has been a very bumpy, crooked path filled with glass in the street and rocks and dirt and sand in my toenails to get to the point today. It has not been pretty. Um, so that's good. Way to go, husband. Way to go, husband. A lot of men would be like, huh? <laughs> you ain't going to work. <laughs> like what? I mean, I'd even offered. I was like, I mean, I could get a part-time job. I mean, I'd done Uber and Lyft just to kind of fill in gaps for a little bit. You know, I was like, I'll make some money. You know, <laughs> I'm not, we won't be poor, but it was definitely a transition to go from being the primary breadwinner, although both of us work at the time, I was bringing in six figures a year. Mm -hmm. And so it was interesting also just the mental transition that had to come with bringing in a set amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then having $20,000 quarterly bonuses to now I'm making zero money and have to create it all from scratch. Cool. So that leads me to my next question. Like financially, what do you think that someone who's starting out should emphasize financially first? Well, I think, well, not I think, I know that part of the reason I was able to survive the first year was because I have another income in the house. Right. Um, but if I think back to my single mom days where I would have been the only person in the household, I definitely could not have afforded to do it as incorrectly as I did it the first year. Right. Um, because we would have starved to death. <laughs> so, um I, I jokingly call my first year in business the the year of 500 because I think that's pretty much what I charge for everything. Like you need a staff hire, or like you mean I can recruit your staff, $500. You need a course built, $500. You need me to moderate your whole training program, $500. Mm -hmm. You need me to build out a CRM, sure, $500. Like, I don't know what happened in my brain because that was even so so much lower than what I'd made in my actual job. And I even time every time I would say 500, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> what is it from this number 500? Um, and so I literally could not have afforded to have done that if I'd been by myself. I would have had to have actually made a plan and I would have had to be more strategic. Um, I know that most of the clients that we have, especially that are single, that don't have a guaranteed income, you know, they do it the way that I probably should have, which is to stay at their job mm -hmm. and build their business on the side until they've built the business to a point where financially one can replace the other. Mm -hmm. That is the the perfect way to do it for somebody who doesn't, who's not like, I was about to say, well, balls in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from day one, then if you have the cushion of having a job to pay your bills while you're building your dream, that is probably going to be one of the better ways to do it. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Um, but also too, I like my jobs. <laughs> I never planned to leave my job. This was just something I wanted to do on the side. Um, I lost my paper. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> um, what strategies have you found to be the best to market your business? Huh. Um, well, you're asking me all the fun ones. 
you're literally hitting all the areas that I tend to be the weakest in. So I would say the marketing that has worked for me is one, things like this, um, doing podcasts, doing co-live events with someone else, um, because even pre-business, social media has always been like a hit or miss to me. You're either going to hear from me days in a row or you won't hear from me for months. Like in, even in business, while I understand there needs to be a little more consistency than that, that is not where my brain is. So I've just outsourced it. So any consistency you see on a lot of my company channels is because somebody else is managing it. Shouts out to Amy, because I don't, it's just not my focus. But where I put my energy in marketing is to show up here because I know I'm going to be me. Mm -hmm. um, and that way people see you'll know from this if I'm going to be a person that you want to work with or not, because I'm going to be a thousand percent myself. And so this is where most of my marketing success comes in. I've gotten clients from this because they can say, oh, all right. Not, not only does she know what she's talking about, but she's down to earth. She's mm -hmm. blunt. She's honest, you know? And so they kind of get a, a, a sneak peek, I guess, before it's time for us to potentially work together. So podcast appearances, co-lives with businesses that make sense to co-live with um mm -hmm. have been probably my my two best because me by myself on a live or on video is not it's not a pleasant experience um I think that I've had some of the record-breaking fastest lives ever <laughs> by the time I see the eyeballs pop up I'm probably done <laughs> like it's like a drive-by <laughs> like I, as soon as I see my face on the screen, it's like, oh shit, what was I saying? Um, so yeah, higher us, we do systems say goodbye. Yeah. And then I live and I move on. Yeah, the fast talking, that's me. What unique qualities do you feel you bring to the community? Well, one, my bluntness definitely mm -hmm. um, <laughs> sticks around. Um, I don't know, you know, people, it's funny because people are like, oh, thank you so much for being authentic. I don't know any other way to be. Um, and faking it is not my superpower. So either it's going to work well for somebody or it's not. Um, and I think part of the reason I built the business the way that I built it is so that I have the flexibility and freedom to be 100% me, whatever that looks like that day. Because Tuesday, Tanisha might be may way more put together than Friday, Tanisha. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're both authentic, but it's just day by day. Um, so I think that's one thing that's very different, but then also while I, our business focuses on systems and tech and things like that, there is still a high, um, drive for me to make sure that our clients still don't lose the humanity in their business, mm -hmm. that they don't lose the client experience focus in their business. And so, yes, I'm using tech, but I'm using tech to make sure that people have a positive experience. I think there's too many businesses out there that charge a lot of money or don't charge enough but regardless they're they're providing the shittiest client experience ever and not paying any attention to it it drives me crazy so i've just chosen to use systems and tech as the way to drive positive client experience cool um how do you craft a positive client experience well i think and it's funny i just did a talk yesterday um, for an organization and i was like how many of you have actually gone through your own client experience and it's crickets a lot of us build these processes or we just wing it you know but we don't ever flip it and either have somebody that we know that's going to be blunt honest with us go through it like be my client for the day mm -hmm. what did it feel like 
you know, I mean, I've met clients that mail contracts and I'm like, what do you mean you mail contracts? Somebody actually signs it and sends it back. You know, <laughs> if you even email me a contract that I got to print out, sign, scan, send back, you've just lost a client because what you didn't factor in is that I'm busy as hell mm -hmm. and I don't have the time or the memory to actually follow all the steps. You need to make it so dummy proof that I just got to click a couple of clicks and be done with the whole process. And so I think one thing is getting the our clients to go through their own process and to see it from the other side. Um, that tends to be very eye-opening. But then also being able, because we've worked with so many clients now, um, we have some, some receipts <laughs> to be able to say, and in this industry, this is the method that tends to be most successful. And this is where most of our clients are seeing success following it this way. So it doesn't mean that it's cookie cutter, but it's like history has shown this way works. So where do we need to tweak it to fit your personality and your business? And where can we add your flair to this experience? Cool. Yes, I understand you about the clicking and being done with it. Yesterday, I created Adobe Forms with JavaScript. So when you click the signature, it automatically sends the form to me in an email because I don't have time to play with you and haunt you down for this form. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yes, love love automation. Um, I know that you are a busy, busy person. Um, you have the children, you have the fitness, you have the husband. Um, how do you handle work-life balance? <laughs> um, that's a trick phrase. I've decided. It is. It is. It's a trap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I guess where I give myself the grace to not really concern myself with the work-life balance is reminding myself I am home more than I am anywhere. As busy as I stay. I still have the ability to get up and walk away from this desk when I need to. As busy as I am, I have the ability and I have used this ability to sometimes move meetings. When I'm not feeling it, I'm very honest and I've even met I've potential clients. I'm probably a little more willing to semi-fake it for a potential client, but I, even that's backfired. If I'm 100% not feeling it, then I just cancel the day and move it around. And sometimes I'm pretty honest, like, I don't know how else to say this, but I 